This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. Matthew chapter 24. Verse 6 says, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars and see that you aren't troubled. For all of this must happen, but the end is not yet. Now, ignoring the latter half of this verse, many folks have become panicked at what seems to be the unraveling of the world around us. Wars in every corner of the globe, murder, mayhem, chaos. But let us not pass by that last sentence. It says, see that you are not troubled. Jesus clearly states that such events will indeed come to pass. And even the novice of history can plainly see that such is indeed the case. Yet wars have come and they have gone, and more have replaced the previous, yet we are still here. Many before us have packed their spiritual and physical bags and moved to some island, some remote world corner, or some other perceived safe location. Yet the irony of such a move is that it just proves our lack of knowledge and or our understanding of last day's events. After all, where can one hide from the wrath of God, as so detailed in the book of Revelation? The world will indeed come apart at the seams. Furthermore, it will seemingly do so right before our eyes. But the end, the scripture tells us, is not yet. Verse 7, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and plagues and earthquakes in various places. Can anyone really deny that this verse is being manifest throughout our world even at this very moment? If we were simply to read the newspapers or click on the evening news, we would See clearly that the famines and the pestilence and the earthquakes are going on out there. All small pieces of the final picture. All precursors to that final shoe that is sure to drop. Verse 8 says, but all these things are the beginning of birth pains. (laughs) While it is sometimes hard to believe, all of this, well, it is just the beginning. The beginning of our sorrow. Verse 9 says, Then they will deliver you up to opposition and will kill you. You will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. They will deliver you up to tribulation. They'll kill you and you will be hated. Now perhaps this verse is hard for some of us to fathom here in our pseudo-Christian nation America. But then who just a few years ago could have imagined the horror of 9-11 or the anti-Christian political rhetoric that is so prevalent today. Certainly there are plenty of believers in other countries who know the reality of this verse clearly and firsthand. Verse 10 says, Then many will stumble and will deliver up one another and will hate one another. Many will stumble. 
That is the scripture's way of saying that many will fall away. Many will turn back. Many will deny the truth of the God that redeemed them. Many will reject the scriptures that led them to salvation. Even such personal backtracking will not be enough for many of these individuals. They will literally betray one another and then finally even hate each other. Verse 11 says, many false prophets will arise and will lead many astray. Now note, false prophets will arise, even from the midst of the church. Note these false prophets will be many. They will rise and they will deceive. Oh, the reality of this verse. If only we would know and hold the word of God, such would not be so prevalent even today. Verse 12, because iniquity will be multiplied, the love of many will grow cold. Some versions say lawlessness will abound. Wow, any argument there? Man only seems to become more and more sinful, creative in his evil inventions and steeped in his flesh. The world, you see, is unrelenting in its call. Many will begin this slide by allowing compromise to enter into their lives. They will begin to indulge in the flesh, sacrifice the absolute truth for a half-truth, and surrender bits and pieces of themselves and their faith until they are eventually rendered unrecognizable. And finally, one day, with a flick of his finger, Satan will knock them out altogether all because they allowed their love to grow cold, all because they allowed their love for something or someone else to step ahead of Jesus Christ and ahead of the truth. Verse 13 reads, But he who endures to the end will be saved. Now it's easy to read this verse and see it as many of the cults do today, in view that in order to be saved, one must endure. But in light of the whole of scriptural teaching, we know that salvation from sin, in terms of new birth that is, is a free gift on the basis of grace through faith. Now indeed, physical salvation from all of these things will only occur for those who endure. But endurance for those who are saved is not the act which saves them, but rather the proof and the final reward for those who are indeed born again. So let us not right off this verse either. After all, endurance is indeed critical. If we are born again, we will endure. And if we do not, well, we were never transformed. We were never empowered by the Spirit of God. The power to endure, you see, is not our own, but that of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, well, He does not fail. The Holy Spirit always endures. So if we have the Holy Spirit, so will we. Verse 14 says, This good news of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world for a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. This verse, like others in this passage, has been crammed into a little box to make it come out the shape that people want. 
I mean, there are those who want to believe that this means that every individual on earth will be preached the gospel message prior to our departure, prior to the rapture. And if that's the case, we're in trouble because there's actually more people today who have not heard the word than ever in the past. However, you see, the language is in the world, not to the world. We must remember that this passage as a whole, this whole chapter, well, it has the bent of being broad strokes of information, not of specifics. One cannot deny, certainly, that the gospel has spread throughout the world in the last few hundred years, but let us not try to hurry him or delay him or try to put him in a box. In truth, we are hard-pressed in reality to do any of that. The next event on the prophetic calendar, by the way, is indeed the rapture of the church. So are you packed? That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.